This is the Internet Multicasting Service. Arthur Miller's The Crucible, performed by the Repertory Theater of Lincoln Center. The parallel of McCarthyism and the Salem witch hunts of the late 1600s is the inspiration for Arthur Miller's The Crucible. My God, I have put my trust in thee. Martha. Out of here. Should be hearty soon. Oh, let me not be confounded, neither let mine enemies triumph over me. For all they that hope in thee. My yeah. Betty, she's not going to die. Out of here. Out of my sight. Out of my... Oh, my God. God, help me. <laughs> Betty? Child? Dear child, will you wake? Will you open up your eyes? Betty, little one. Uncle, Susanna Walcott's here from Dr. Griggs. Oh, let her come. Let her come. What does the doctor say, child? He bid me tell you, Reverend Sir, that he cannot discover no medicine for it in his books. Then he must search on. He had been searching his books since he left you, sir, but he bid me tell you that you might look to unnatural things for the cause of it. No. No, there be no unnatural cause here. Tell him I have sent for Reverend Hale of Beverly, and Mr. Hale will surely confirm that. Let him look to medicine and put out all thought of a natural cause here. There be none. Aye, sir, he bid me tell you. There's nothing of it in the village, Susanna. Go directly home, child, and speak nothing of unnatural causes. Aye, sir. I pray for her, sir. Uncle, the rumor of witchcraft is all about. I think you'd best go down and deny it yourself. The parlor's packed with people, sir. I'll sit with her. And what shall I say to them? That my daughter and my niece I discovered dancing like heathen in the forest? Uncle, we did dance. Let you tell them I confessed it, and I'll be whipped if I must be. They're speaking of witchcraft, Ben's not witched. Abigail, I cannot go before the congregation when I know you have not opened with me. What did you do with her in the forest? We did dance, Uncle. And when you left out of the bush so suddenly, Betty was frightened, and then she fainted. And there's the whole of it. Child, sit you down. I would never hurt Betty. I love her dearly. Now, look you, Abigail, your punishment will come in its time. But if you trafficked with spirits in the forest last night, I must know it now. For surely my enemies will, and they will ruin me with it. We never conjured spirits. Then why can't she not move herself since midnight? This child is desperate. It must come out. My enemies will bring it out. Let me know what you've done there. Abigail, I have fought here for three long years to bring these stiff-necked people to me. And now, just now, when some good respect is rising for me in the parish, you compromise my very character. I have given you a home, child. I have put clothes upon your back. Now you give me a bright answer. Your name in the town. It is entirely white, is it not? I'm sure it is, sir. There'd be no blush about my name. Is there any other cause than you have told me 
for your being discharged from Goody Proctor's service. I have heard it said, and I will tell you as I heard it, that she comes so rarely to the church this year, for she will not sit so close to something soiled. What signified that remark? She hates me, Uncle. She must, for I would not be her slave. It's a bitter woman, a lying, cold, sniveling woman, and I will not work for such a woman. She may be. Yet it has troubled me that you are now seven months out of their house. And in all this time, no other family has ever called for your service. They want slaves. Not such as I. Let them send to Barbados for that. I'll not black my face for any of them. You've a grudge my bed, Uncle. No, no. My name is good in the village. I'll not have it said that my name is soiled. Lily Proctor's a gossiping liar. No, no, I cannot have anyone... Why, Goody Putnam, come in. It is a marvel. It is surely a stroke of hell upon you. No, Goody Putnam, How it high is... did she fly? How high? No. No, she never flew. Why, sure she did. Mr. Collins saw her going over Ingersoll's barn and come down light as a bird, he said. Now, look, you, Goody Putnam, she never... Oh, good morning, Mr. Putnam. There's a providence the thing is out now. There's a providence. Why, what's out, sir? What? Why, her eyes is closed. Look, you, Anne. That's strange. Ours is open. Your Ruth is sick? I'd not call it sick. The devil's touch is heavier than sick. It's death, you know. It's death driving into them forked and hoofed. Oh, I pray not. Why, how does Ruth ail? She ails as she must. She never waked this morning. But her eyes open and she walks. And she sees not, hears not, and cannot eat. Her soul is taken, surely. They say you've sent for Reverend Hale of Beverly. A precaution only. Mr. Hale has great experience in all demonic arts, and he I has thought... has indeed. And found a witch in Beverly last year, and let you remember that. Now, Goody Anne, they only thought that were a witch, and I'm certain there'd be no element of witchcraft here. No witchcraft? Now, look you, Mr. Paris. Thomas. Thomas, I pray you leap not to witchcraft. I know this you... Least of all you, Thomas, would wish so disastrous a charge laid upon me. But we dare not leap to witchcraft here. They will howl me out of Salem for such corruption in my house. Now, Betty, dear, wake up now. It's Abigail. <laughs> I'll beat you, Betty. No! <laughs> My, you seem improving. I talked to your papa, and I told him everything. I want my mama. What ails you, Betty? Your mama's dead and buried. I'll fly. Let me fly to mama. I told him everything he knows now. He knows everything. No, you drank blood, Abby. You didn't tell him that. Betty, you never say that again. You will never say that. You did. You drank a charm to kill John Proctor's wife. Shut it. You drank a charm to kill Goody Proctor. Shut it. Look, you... All of you. We danced. And Tichaba conjured Ruth Putnam's dead sisters, and that is all. And mark this. Let either of you breathe a word, or the edge of a word, about the other things, and I will come to you in the black of some terrible night, and I will bring a pointy reckoning that will shudder you. And you know I can do it. I saw Indians smash my dear parents' heads on the pillow next to mine, and I've seen some reddish work done at night, and I can make you wish you'd never seen the sun go down. Now you, sit up. Stop this. What's got her, Abby? She's going to die at the cinder concert. I really should, Mary Warren. 
just going home, Mr. Proctor. Be you foolish, Mary Warren. Be you deaf. I forbid you leave the house, did I not? How shall I pay you? I'm looking for you more often than my cows. I only come to see the great doings in the world. I'll show you a great doing on your arse one of these days. Now get your home. My wife is waiting with your work. I'd best be off. I have my roof to watch. Good morning, Mr. Proctor. So she flies, huh? <laughs> Where be the wings? Gad, I almost forgot how strong you are, John Proctor. <laughs> What's this mischief here? Oh, she's just gone silly somehow. The road past my house is a pilgrimage to Salem all morning. The town's mumbling witchcraft. <laughs> oh, gosh. We were dancing in the woods last night. Ah. My uncle leapt in on us. She took fright to all. You're wicked yet, aren't you? <laughs> You'll be clapped in the stocks before you're 20. Give me a word, John. Soft word. No, Abby. That's done with. You come five miles to see a silly girl fly. I know you better. I come to see what mischief your uncle's brewing now. John. Put it out of mind, Abby. John, I'm waiting for you every night. Abby. I never give you hope to wait for me. I have something better than hope, I think. Put it out of mind, Abby. I'll not be coming for you more. You're surely sporting with me. You know me better. I know how you clutched my back behind your house and sweated like a stallion whenever I came near. Or did I dream that? If she put me out, you cannot pretend it were you. I saw your face when she put me out. And you loved me then. And you do now. Abby, that's a wild thing to say. A wild thing may say wild things. HarperCollins is the copyright owner of this recording. HarperCollins has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright law to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio has been provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly & Associates. Network connectivity provided by UUNet Technologies and by MFS Datanet. This is the Internet Multicasting Service. Arthur Miller's The Crucible, performed by the Repertory Theater of Lincoln Center. The parallel of McCarthyism and the Salem witch hunts of the late 1600s is the inspiration for Arthur Miller's The Crucible. When Reverend Hale comes, you will proceed to look for signs of witchcraft here. You cannot command, Mr. Paris. We vote by name in this society, not by acreage. I have never heard you worried so on the society, Mr. Proctor. I do not think I've seen you at Sabbath meetings since snow flew. I have trouble enough about I come five miles to hear him preach only hellfire and bloody damnation. What? Take it to heart, Mr. Paris. 
And many others who stay away from church these days because you hardly ever mention God anymore. Why, that's a drastic charge. No, no, it is somewhat true. There are many that quail to bring their children. Well, I do not preach for children, Rebecca. It is not the children who are unmindful of their obligations toward this ministry. Are there really those unmindful? I should say the better half of Salem Village. And more than that. Where is my wood? My contract provides I be supplied with all my firewood. I am waiting since November for a stick. And even in November, I had to show my frost-bitten hands like some London beggar. You are allowed six pound a year to buy your wood, Mr. Paris. I regard that six pound as part of my salary. I am paid little enough without I spend six pound on firewood. Sixty plus six for firewood. My salary is sixty-six pound, Mr. Proctor. I am not some preaching farmer with a book under my arm. I am a graduate of Harvard College. Aye, and well instructed in arithmetic. (laughs) You would look far for a man of my kind for sixty pound a year, Mr. Corey. I am not used to this poverty. I gave up a thrifty business in the Barbados to serve the Lord, and I cannot fathom it why I am persecuted here. I cannot offer up one proposition, but it be met with a howling riot of argument. I have often wondered if the devil be in it somewhere. I cannot understand you people otherwise. Mr. Paris, you are the first minister ever to demand the deed to this house. Man, don't a minister deserve a house to live in? To live in, yes. But to ask ownership is like you shall own the meeting house itself. On the last meeting I were at, you talked so long on deeds and mortgages. I thought it were an auction. <laughs> I want a mark of confidence is all. I am your third minister in seven years. I do not wish to be thrown out like the cat at the whim of some majority. No, you people, you seem not to comprehend that the minister is the Lord's man in the church. He is not to be so easily crossed and contradicted. Aye. There will either be obedience or the church will burn, as hell is burning. Can you speak one minute without we land in hell? I am sick of hell. It's not for you to say what is good for you to hear. I may speak my heart, I think. What? Are we Quakers? We are not Quakers here yet, Mr. Proctor. And you may tell that to your followers. My followers? Yes, your followers. There is a party in this church. I am not blind. There is a faction and a party. Against you. Against him and all authority. Why, then I must find it and join it. Cannot evade me, Abigail. Did your cousin drink any of the brew in that kettle? She never drank it. Did you drink it? No, sir. Did Tichaba ask you to drink it? She tried, but I refused. Why are you concealing? Have you sold yourself to Lucifer? I never sold myself. I'm a good girl. I'm a proper girl. She made me do it. She made Betty do it. Abby! She makes me drink blood. Blood? My baby's blood. No, no. Chicken blood. I give she chicken blood. Woman, have you enlisted these children for the devil? No, no, sir. I don't talk with no devil. Then why can she not wake? Are you silencing this child? I love me, Betty. You have sent your spirit out upon this child, have you not? Are you gathering souls for the devil? She sends her spirit on me in church. She makes me laugh at prayer. She has often laughed at prayer. She comes to me every night to go and drink blood. You bade me to conjure. She bade me make charm. Don't lie. She comes to me while I sleep. She's always making me dream corruption. What makes you say that, Arby? Sometimes I wake and find myself standing in the open doorway and not a stitch on my body. I always hear her laughing in my sleep. I hear her singing her Barbados songs. And Mr. Tempest. Reverend, I never... I want you to wake this child. I have no power on this child, sir. You most certainly do, and you will free her from it now. When did you compact with the devil? I don't compact with no devil. You will confess yourself, or I will take you out and whip you to your death, Tishuba. This woman must be hanged. She must be taken and hanged. No, 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 don't. 
kind Kitchipper. I tell him I don't desire the work for him, sir. The devil? That you saw him. Now, Kitchipper, I know that when we bind ourselves to hell, it is very hard to break with it, but we are going to help you tear yourself Mr. free. Mr. Reverend, I do believe somebody else bewitching these children. Who? I don't know, sir, but the devil got him numerous witches. Does he? Kitchipper, look into my eyes. Come, look into me. Now, you would be a good Christian woman, would I you not, Tichibar? I'm a good Christian woman. And you love these little children. I, sir, I don't desire to hurt little children. And you love God, Tichibar. I love God with all my now, being. Now, in God's holy name. Oh, bless him. And to his bless glory. Him. Eternal glory. Open yourself oh, and let God's oh, holy light shine on you. Now, when the devil comes to you, does he ever come with another person? Perhaps someone else in this village, someone that you know. Who came with him? Sarah Good. Did you ever see Sarah Good with him? Or Osborne? Was it a man or a woman? Man, woman? Was woman? What woman? You said woman. Well, it's black, dark, and I... You could see him. Why not her? Well, they was always talking and walking and running around and carrying on. Out of Salem? Salem witches? Yes, sir, I believe so, sir. Did you, you must have no fear to tell us who they are. Do you understand? We will protect you. The devil can never overcome a minister. You understand that, do you not? I, sir, I do. You have confessed yourself to witchcraft, and that speaks a wish to come to heaven's side, and we will bless you for oh, it. Oh, bless you, Mr. Hay. You are God's instrument put in our hands to help us discover the devil's agents among us. You are selected, Tichiba. You are chosen to help us cleanse our village. So speak <laughs> utterly, Tichiba. Turn your back on him and face God. Face God, Tichiba, and God will protect you. Oh, God protect Tichiba. Who came to you with the devil? Two, three, four, how many? Three, four. There were four. Who? Who? Their names. Their oh, names. How many times he bid me kill you, Mr. Paris? Kill me. Paris must be killed. He said, Mr. Paris, no goody man. Mr. Paris, mean man. He no gentleman. He bid me rise out my bed and cut your throat. But I tell him, no. I don't hate that man. I don't want to kill that man. But he said, you work for me, Tichiba, and I make you free. I give you a pretty dress to wear and put you wear high up in the air and you're going to fly back to Barbados. But I tell him, no. You lie, devil. You lie. And he come one stormy night to me and he say, look, I have white people belong to me. And I look, and there was Goody Good. Better Good. I turned Goody Osborne. I knew it. Goody Osborne was midwife to me three times. I begged of you, Thomas, did I not? I begged him not to send for Osborne because I feared her. My baby's always shriveled in her hands. Take courage, Tichiba. You must give us all of their names. How can you bear to see this child suffering? Look at her. Look at her, Tichiba. Look at her God-given innocence. Her soul is so tender. We must protect her. The devil is out and preying on her like a beast upon the flesh of the pure lamb. God will bless you for your help. I want to open myself. I want the light of God. I want the sweet love of Jesus. I danced for the devil. I saw him. I wrote in his book. I go back to Jesus. I kiss his hand. I saw Sarah Good with the devil. I saw Goody Osborne with the devil. I saw Bridget Bishop with the devil. I saw George Jacobs with the devil. Oh. I saw Goody Howe with the devil. He speaks.
HarperCollins is the copyright owner of this recording. HarperCollins has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright law to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio has been provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly & Associates. Network connectivity provided by UUNet Technologies and by MFS Datanet. This is the Internet Multicasting Service. Arthur Miller's The Crucible, performed by the Repertory Theater of Lincoln Center. The parallel of McCarthyism and the Salem witch hunts of the late 1600s is the inspiration for Arthur Miller's The Crucible. Lilacs have a purple smell. Lilac is the smell of nightfall, I think. Ah, Massachusetts is a beauty in the spring. Aye, it is. I think you're sad again, are you? You come so late. I thought you'd gone to Salem this afternoon. Why, I have no business in Salem. You did speak of going earlier this week. I thought better of it since. Mary Warren's there today. Why, letter? you heard me forbid her to go to Salem anymore. I couldn't stop her. It is a fault. It is a fault, Elizabeth. You're the mistress here, not Mary Warren. She frightened all my strength away. Now, may that mouse frighten you, Elizabeth, well, you. It is a mouse, no more. I forbid her go, and she raises up her chin like the daughter of a prince and says to me, I must go to Salem, Goody Proctor. I'm an official of the court. Court? What court? Aye, it is a proper court they have now. They've sent four judges out of Boston, she says, weighty magistrates of the general court, and at the head sits the deputy governor of the province. <laughs> She's mad. I would to God she were. There be 14 people in the jail now, she says, and they'll be tried and the court have power to hang them too, she says. Oh, they'll not hang the deputy governor promised hanging us. They'll not confess, John. The town's gone wild, I think. She speak of... Abigail. And I thought she were a saint to hear her. Abigail brings the other girls into the court, and where she walks, the crowd will part like the sea for Israel. And folks are brought before them, and if they scream and howl and fall to the floor... The person's clapped in the jail for bewitching them. It is a black mischief. I think you must go to Salem, John. I think so. You must tell them it is a fraud. Aye, it is. It is, surely. Let you go to Ezekiel Cheever. He knows you well. And tell him what she said to you last week in her uncle's house. Now, she said it had naught to do with witchcraft, did she not? Aye, she did. She did. God forbid you keep that from the court, John. I think they must be told. Aye, they must. They must. It's a wonder they do believe her. I would go to Salem now, John. 
Let you go tonight. I'll think on it. You cannot keep it. Jim. I know I cannot keep it. I say I will think on it. Good then. Let you think on it. I'm only wondering how I may prove what she told me, Elizabeth. If the girl's a saint now, I think it is not easy to prove she's fraud and the town gone so silly. She told it to me in a room alone. I have no proof for it. You were alone with her? For a moment, alone, I... Then it is not as you told me. For a moment. I say the others come in soon after. Do as you wish, then. Woman, I'll not have your suspicion anymore. I have no... I'll not have it. Then let you not earn it. You doubt me yet. John, if it were not Abigail, you must go to hurt. Would you falter now? I think not. Now, look... I see what I see, John. Elizabeth, you will not judge me more. I have good reason to think before I charge fraud on Abigail, and I will think on it. Let you look to your own improvement before you go to judge your husband more. I have forgot Abigail... And I... Spare me! You forget nothing and forgive nothing. Learn charity, woman. I've gone tiptoe in this house all seven months, and she is gone. I've not moved from there to there without, I think, to please you. And still an everlasting funeral marches round your heart. I cannot speak, but I am doubted every moment judged for lies as though I come into a court when I come into this house. John, you are not open with me. You saw her with a crowd, you said. Now you I'll say... I'll my honesty no more, Elizabeth. John, no I... No more! I should have roared you down when first you told me your suspicion, but I wilted, and like a Christian, I confessed. Confessed? Some dream I had must have mistaken you for God that day. Well, you're not. You're not, and let you remember it. Let you look sometimes for the goodness in me and judge me not. I do not judge you. The magistrate sits in your heart that judges you. I never thought you but a good man, John. Only somewhat bewildered. Uh, Elizabeth, your justice would freeze beer. When will you proceed to keep this house as you paid nine pound a year to do and my wife not wholly well? I made a gift to you today, Goody Proctor. I had to sit long hours in the chair, and I passed the time with sewing. Why, thank you. Oh, it's a fair pocket. We must all love each other now, Goody Proctor. Ah, indeed we must. Well, I'll get up early in the morning and clean the house. I must sleep now. Mary, is it true there'll be 14 women arrested? No, sir, there'll be 39 now. What ails you, child? Goody Osborne will hang. Hang? Hang, you say? I... The deputy governor will permit it. He sentenced her. He must. But not Sarah Good, for Sarah Good confessed, you see. Confessed to what? That she sometimes made a compact with Lucifer and wrote her name in his black book with her blood and bound herself to torment Christians till God's thrown down and we must all worship hell forevermore? But surely you know what a jabberer she is. Did you tell them that? Mr. Proctor, in open court, she near choked us all to death. I'll choke you. She sent her spirit out. Oh, Mary, Mary, she tried to kill me many times, Goody Proctor. Mm, I never heard you mention that before. I never knew it before. I, I, I never knew anything before. When she come into the court, I say to myself, I must not accuse this woman. For she sleep in ditches and so very old and poor. But then she sit there denying and denying. And I feel a misty coldness climbing up my back. And the skin of my skull begin to creep. And I feel a clamp around my neck. And I cannot breathe air. And then I hear a voice. A screaming voice. And it were my voice. And all at once I remembered everything she's done to me. Why, what has she done to you? So many times, Mr. Proctor, she she come to this very door begging bread and a cup of cider. 
And mark this, whenever I turn her away empty, she mumbles. Mumble? She may mumble and she's hungry. Uh, what does she mumble? You must remember Goody Proctor last month, a uh, Monday, I think. She walked away and I thought my gust would burst for two days after. Do you remember it? Why, I do, I think. Aye, but... so I told that to Judge Hathorne and he asked her so. Sarah Good, says he, what curse do you mumble that this girl must fall sick after turning you away? And then she replies, why, your excellence. No curse at all. I only say my commandments. I hope I may say my commandments, says And me. that's an upright answer. Ah, but then Judge Hathorne say, recite for us your commandments. And of all the ten, she could not say a single one. She never knew no commandments, and they had her in a flat lie. And so condemned her. They must, and she condemned herself. But the proof, the proof. I told you the proof. It's hard proof. It's hard as a rock. The judges said. You will not go to the court again, Mary. I must tell you, sir, I will be gone every day now. I'm amazed you do not see what weighty work we do. What work you do? Strange work for a Christian girl to hang old women. Mr. Proctor, they will not hang if they confess. Sarah Good will only sit in jail a while. There's a wonder for you. Think on this. Goody, goody, pregnant. Pregnant? Are they mad? The woman's near to 60. They had Dr. Griggs examine her, and she's full to the brim. Oh. Smoking a pipe all these years and no husband either. Oh, she said, thank God, the not the innocent child, but be that not a marvel. You must see it, sir. It's God's work we do. Mm. So I'll be gone every day for some time now. I'm an official of the court, they say, and I'll be... Official you! I'm not saying whooping anymore. Mary, promise now you'll stay at home. The devil's loose jail, Mr. Parker. We must discover where he's hiding. I'll whip the devil out of you. I saved her life today! But I, I said I'd never seen no sign you ever sent your spirit out to hurt no one. And seeing as I do listen closely to you, they dismiss Who it. Who accused me? I'm bound by law. I cannot tell it. Only hope you'll not be so sarcastical no more. Four judges and the king's deputy set to dinner with us but an hour ago. I would have you speak civilly to me from this out. Get to bed. I will not be ordered to bed anymore, Mr. Proctor. I am 18 and a woman. However single. If you wish to sit up, then sit up. I wish to go to bed. Good night, then. Good night. Oh, the noose. The noose is up. There'll be no noose. She wants me dead. Harper Collins is the copyright owner of this recording. HarperCollins has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright law to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio's spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214. Or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio has been provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly and Associates. Network connectivity provided by UU Net Technologies and by MFS DataNet. This is the Internet Multicasting Service. Arthur Miller's The Crucible.
performed by the Repertory Theater of Lincoln Center. The parallel of McCarthyism and the Salem witch hunts of the late 1600s is the inspiration for Arthur Miller's The Crucible. And I just leave you'd not be sending me to hell. I like not the sound of it. I tell you, I like not the sound of it. Now, believe me, Proctor, how heavy be the law, all its tonnage I do carry on my back tonight. I have a warrant for your wife. No. You said she were not charged. I know nothing of it. When was she charged? I'm given 16 warrants tonight, sir. She's one. Who charged her? Why, Abigail Williams charged her. On what proof? What proof? Yeah, Mr. Proctor, of little time. The court bid me to search your house, but I, I like not to search a house. So if you'll just hand me any puppets that your wife may keep here. Puppets? Why, I never kept no puppets, not since I were a girl. I spy a puppet, Goody Proctor. Oh, why, that's Mary's. Would you please to give it to the me? The court discovered a text in puppets now. Do you keep any others in this house? No, not this one neither till tonight. What signifies a puppet? Why, a puppet. A puppet may sign... Now, woman, will you please to come with me? She will not. Fetch Mary here. No, no, I, I'm forbidden to leave her from my sight. You leave her out of sight and out of mind, mister. Fetch Mary, Elizabeth. What signifies a puppet, Mr. Cheever? Why? They say it may signify that... Why, why, why this? What's there? What is it? What is well, why? It is a needle. Herrick. Herrick. It is a needle. What signifies a needle? Why, this go hard with her, Proctor. This... I had my doubts, Proctor. I had my doubts, but here's calamity. You see it, sir? It is a needle. Why? What meaning has it? The girl. The Williams girl. Abigail Williams, sir. She sat to dinner tonight in Reverend Paris's house, and without word nor warning, she falls to the floor. Like a struck beast, he says, and screamed a scream a bull would weep to hear. And he goes to save her, and stuck two inches in the flesh of her belly, he draw a needle out. And demanding of her how she come to be so stabbed, she testify it were your wife's familiar spirit. Push it in. Oh, has she done it herself? I hope you'll not be taking this for proof, mister. It is hard proof. I find here a poppet Goody Proctor keeps. I have found it, sir. And in the belly of the poppet a needle is stuck. I tell you true, Proctor. I never warranted to see such proof of hell. And I bid you obstruct me not. Yes, now, Mary, how did this poppet come into my house? The puppet's that, sir. This puppet? This puppet? Well, I think it's mine. It is your puppet, is it? It is, sir. And how did it come into this house? I made it in the court, sir, and give it to Goody Proctor tonight. Now, sir, do you have it? Mary Warren, a needle had been found inside this puppet. Well, I meant no harm by it, sir. You stuck it in yourself. I believe I did, sir. And what say you now? Child, are you certain this be your natural memory? May it be, perhaps, that someone conjures you, even now, to say this. Conjures me? Why, no, sir. I'm entirely myself, I think. Let you ask Susanna Walcott. She saw me sewing it in court. Ask Abby. Abby stepped beside me when I made it. Bid him out, Mr. Hale. Surely your mind is settled now. Bid him be what gone. signifies the needle? Mary, you charge a cold and cruel murder on Abigail. Murder? I charge no Abigail murder. was stabbed tonight. A needle was found stuck into her belly. And she charges me? Aye. Why, the girl is murder. She must be ripped out of the world. You heard that, sir? Ripped out of the world. Harry, you heard it. Out of my house. Proctor, you dare not touch the Out! Man. man, you've ripped the deputy governor's warrant. Damn the deputy governor out of my house. Now, Proctor, Get Proctor, you're a broken minister. Proctor, if she is innocent, if she court... is innocent. Why do you never wonder if Paris be innocent or Abigail? 
Is the accuser always holy now? Were they born this morning as clean as God's fingers? I'll tell you what's walking Salem. Vengeance is walking Salem. We are what we always were in Salem, only now the crazy little children are jangling the keys of the kingdom. And common vengeance writes a law. This warrants vengeance. I must give my wife to vengeance. I'll go, John. You'll not go. I have nine men outside. You cannot keep her. The law binds me, John. I cannot budge. Will you see her taken? Proctor, the court is just. You must... John will not let you wash your hands of this. John, I think I must go with them. Oh, good morning, Excellency. Thank you for coming. I beg your pardon, waking you so early. Good morning, Judge Hathorne. The Reverend Hale have no right to... You leave him alone with the prisoners. What's his business here? Hear me, Excellency. It is a providence... Reverend Hale has returned to bring Rebecca Nurse to God. He bid her confess. Hear me. Rebecca had not given me a word this three months since she came, but now she sits with him and her sister and Martha Corey and two or three others. He pleaded with them, confess their crimes and save their lives. Why, this is indeed provident, and they softened. They softened? Not yet. Not yet. So I thought to summon you, sir, that we might not think on... Well, I thought to offer up a question, sir, that... Mr. I hope Paris, will not be plain. What troubles you? There is news that the court, the court must reckon with. My niece, Abigail, I believe she has vanished. Vanished? I thought to inform you of it earlier in the week. Why? How long has she been gone? It must be the third night. She told me she would spend a night with Mercy Lewis, and next day, when she does not return, I send to Mr. Lewis to inquire. Mercy told him that she would spend a night at my house. They're both gone? They are, sir. Well, we must send a party for them. Where may they be? Excellency, I believe they be aboard a ship. My daughter told me she heard them speaking of ships last week. And tonight I discover my strong box is broke into. She have robbed you? Thirty-one pound is gone. I am penniless. Mr. Paris, you are a brainless man. Excellency, it profit nothing you should blame me. I cannot think they would run off except they fear to keep in Salem anymore. Mark you, Sir Abigail, had close knowledge of the town. And since the news of Andover has... Andover has been remedied. The court returns there Friday and will resume examinations. I'm sure of it, sir. But rumor here speak rebellion. There is no rebellion in Andover. I tell you what is spoken here, sir. Andover have thrown out the court, they say, and will have no part of witchcraft. There is a faction here that is feeding on that news. And I tell you true, sir. I fear there will be riot here. Riot? Why, at every execution I have seen naught but high satisfaction in the town. Judge Hawthorne, it were another sort that hang till now. Rebecca Nurse is no Bridget who lived three years with Bishop before they were married. John Proctor is no Isaac Ward who drank his family to ruin. I would to God it were not so, sir. But these people have great weight yet in the village. Let Rebecca Nurse stand upon the gibbet and offer up some righteous prayer? I fear she will wake a vengeance on you. Excellency, she is condemned a witch. I the pray court. you, Judge Hathorne. How do you propose, then? Excellency... I'd postpone... There will be no postponement. But now that Mr. Hale's returned, there is hope, I think. If he can bring one of these to God, that confession surely damns the others in the public eye, and none may doubt more that they are all linked to hell. But this way, still unconfessed and claiming innocence, doubts will multiply. Many honest people will weep for them, and our good purpose is lost in their tears. Mr. Cheever, give me the list. 
Excellency. It must not be forgotten. When I sent for the congregation for John Proctor's excommunication, hardly more than 30 people came to hear it. That speaker discontent... There will be no postponement. Excellency. Now, mister, which of these, in your opinion, may be brought to God? I myself will strive with him till dawn. There is not sufficient time I shall to dawn. do my utmost. Which of them do you have hope for? Excellency, a dagger. What are you saying? Today, when I opened up my door to leave my house, a dagger clattered to the ground. We dare not hang this sort. There is danger in it for me. I dare not go outside at night. Over in hell, except my congratulations, we are gladdened to find that you have returned to your good work. You must pardon them. They will not budge. You must understand me, sir. I cannot pardon these when twelve already are hanged for the same crime. It is not just. Rebecca will not confess. The sun will rise in a few moments. Excellency, I must have more time. Now hear me, and beguile yourself no more. I will not receive a single plea for pardon or postponement. Them that will not confess will hang. Twelve already are executed. The names of these seven are given out, and the town expects to see them die this morning. Postponement now speaks of floundering on my part. While I speak God's law, I will not crack its voice with whimpering. And if retaliation is what you fear, you know this. I will hang 10,000 that dare to rise against the law. And an ocean of salt tears will not melt the resolution of these statutes. Now draw yourself up like men and help me, as you are bound by heaven's hoodoo. HarperCollins is the copyright owner of this recording. HarperCollins has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright law to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word consents, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio has been provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly and Associates. Network connectivity provided by UU Net Technologies and by MFS DataNet.